Welcome to the Leadership Forum. We call this the Leadership Forum. Where we discuss leaders and followers. It's not a political trick. This episode is a repeat of the live session that happens on Monday's mid-morning show with Omboy Mboro. Every once in a while we have to talk about some uh, issues that affect all of us. Featuring the Bishop of Christ is the Answer Ministries, Bishop David Oginde. There are things that one can be able to do in order for them to be able to gets to where they want to go. The Leadership Forum. Leadership Forum, only on Hope FM. Listen and live. Bishop of Christ is the Answer Ministries, and we call this time the Leadership Forum because we concentrate on matters that have to do with leaders and followers. Bishop, I will set you free to go straight back to where we left it last week. For those who are uh, listening in for the first time, um, we have been talking about innovation uh, for for the last several weeks, and uh, we are headed towards the end. I'd actually thought that today we could uh, finish on this topic. We could uh, close it down, but um, uh, we will see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. So we were looking at various strategies for uh, innovation, what are some of the approaches? I think the, the key word is approach. The actual word is approach rather than strategy. It's, it's more of approach because uh. different people approach innovation in a different way. And so we have looked at uh, three of them. And now we, we came to that place where we're looking at the third one, which is analyzer strategy. And uh, we were just about to finish on analyzer strategies. And we we said that the analyzer strategy is a place where uh, you are bringing in the openness and the the closeness, you know, you are somewhere in between. There are people who are what we call the defender strategy who are very closed. Uh, Their approach to, to innovation is to have a space of their own and uh, defend that space very, very uh, jealously. Uh, then um, analyzer is is a little more open, and they are, they are able to combine that openness of uh, rather the openness of the risk takers. The risk takers are the prospectors. They are called mm-hmm. the prospector uh, strategy. These are people who go out there and try whatever is there to try. Fail if you fail, you know. Uh, they, they are risk takers. The defenders are more cautious, uh, but now the analyzer comes in between. Semi-defenders, semi-prospector, uh, they analyze the market. They take carefully, uh, um, careful calculated risks in developing new ideas, new products, and new ways of doing things. So that's the one we were talking about before we closed uh, last time. And we were at the point of uh, talking about the last uh, approach uh, to innovation, the last approach to innovation. And this is what we call the reactor, uh, the reactor strategy. (laughs) The sound of that, the reactor, it's not sounding nice. <laughs> it's not meant to be sounding nice. It's not sounding nice. The reactor. Well, we are not. We have not evaluated whether they are good or bad. We are just saying that some people. That's how they approach innovation. Okay. Uh, reactors are just as the name suggests. They have no specific stand or strategy in the marketplace. They would re- respond or react to whatever is latest in the market. And so these people, they have, we can almost say they have no strategy, you know? So they look at what is happening in the market and say, oh my, this is what people are doing. So they uh, join the bandwagon <laughs> and, uh, and, and do the same. Because of that kind of approach to doing business, uh, and, and as I said before, when I talk about business here, I just don't, I don't mean profit making. I mean, in whatever field, that business mm-hmm. could be even a family. You know, I, normally yeah. I prefer to bring this all the way down to the smallest unit of an organization called a family. So there are families who are reactors. You know, you see what your neighbor is doing, you also want to do. 
Uh, you are never buys a car, you go and buy the car. You are never built a house, you want to build a house, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> th that is a reactor uh, approach to innovation. So they they respond to what the market is doing. If you see your neighbor has painted his house red, you think, <laughs> why not red? That was why not I grew red. <laughs> we will also, we will also oh, paint our house red, you know? So that is a reaction. Now it can be in any business, it can be in church. You see what a ch one church is doing, you also get into doing the same. Sometimes you don't even find out why they are doing what they are doing. Uh, but because it seems to work and it seems to be bringing, uh, um, what can I say, results, then you also get into that space. So there are organizations, there are companies, there are businesses, there are nations. Mm. Uh, because that is the largest organization is called a nation. It is an organization. And so mm. there are from the smallest unit of a family to the biggest unit of a nation, there are reactors. They copy what other people are doing. Well, in good language, it's called benchmarking. So you, you, you benchmark with your neighbor and you do what they are doing. But you are rarely creating or paving new way or charting new paths for yourself that others can also copy from. So reactors respond to whatever is latest in the market, uh, because of that, they are extremely flexible. They, they have no rigid structures in terms of innovation. They respond to market forces. And on the one hand, they can ride the wave because they are following leaders. On the other hand, they can be swept off because they don't know why the leader is going that way. You know, by leader, I mean the people who are innovative, the prospectors, people who are going into new markets. So you see these people are riding into the deep sea and you decide, why not us too? But you don't know that they have very good equipment to keep them there. When you go there, you drown. Isn't <laughs> Yeah. And, and many businesses have sunk because of that kind of approach to mm. doing this. So these approaches, as we have mentioned, there is the defender, uh, and we gave examples and how that, that is done. Prospector, uh, we, we talked about analyzer, and now we have the reactors. Yes. These are approaches to innovation, to change, to how people respond to change uh, in, in their own sectors of leadership and business. So uh, 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 we have kept saying that these are approaches to innovation. You've just mm. said a statement that I'm thinking is important. We could also say they are responses to change. Is that, yes. is that no, true? Have I got what you say? The very nature is, is a response to change. Innovation yes. brings about change. Uh, uh, yes, yes. So innovation and change are relatives. Mm. You can't so innovate, that, you can remain the same. True. Absolutely true. Yes. So this is this is the one who reacts to change. Yes. The defender, the defender in terms of change, just in terms of change. Now, if I just use that word change, what has the defender done with change? The defender uh, puts a wall around them so that whatever is, happen whatever is happening out there that is requiring change, they, they defend themselves against those forces. That's why it's called defender. So their approach to, to, to change is defensive. It's defensive. Mm. And so what will gen, what would bring down a defender organization is that they will be left doing what people have stopped doing. Uh -huh. Because the, 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 their change is very slow. They prefer to do their own thing 
uh, in their own way and then protect themselves uh, against anything else that is happening out there. So if it is a major change that has shifted things, the defender could be left in a place where nothing is happening. You know? People moved has, a long time ago. A long time ago, but you're still there. So many of the defender organizations, if they don't uh, adapt, they will be left behind. And they, that is what will kill them. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, our message as the church, as a Christian church, yes, uh, as the body of Christ, our message uh, doesn't change. Our message doesn't change. We change the packaging, we change the delivery methods, we change everything else, but the core message remains the same. So we defend the faith. <laughs> defend <laughs> the faith here is, is, is not the same as we would say in a business. Let's put it this way. Yes. Every organization, if we take it now from a broader perspective, every organization has a vision, has a mission, has a core, core values. Those are the yes. three pillars that drive any organization. What do you believe in? What is driving you? What are you about? So as a Christian community, if we were to put ourselves as a business, our product, our core product is the gospel. Yes. So the defense then that you are talking about when we say we defend the gospel is we defend it against fraudsters. We defend it against fakes. We yes. defend it against people who want to distort that word. Mm. Yes. Just like any organization would want to defend their product against fake products and that counterfeit. counterfeits, mm. you know? So any organization, any company wants to defend itself against counterfeits, against fake, against misrepresentation and all that. So that's, a, that's not the defender strategy we are talking about. That is across the board, whether you are an analyzer, reactor, whoever, you will have to defend your territory. Mm. That people are not uh, misrepresenting you, people are not um, counterfeiting your goods or your, your services, uh, all that. That is across the board. So as a church, we defend the faith, the gospel, so that people don't counterfeit it. Yes. People don't 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 attack it or make it look useless because if your product has been made to look useless in the market you can be sure people will not buy you know mm, just that if perception goes, yes if somebody goes out there for example and say hope fm is a is a terrible station they 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 kind of things they do da, 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 oh. you know then it will turn the switches off <laughs> you know so you That's have to go out Mm. You have to go out there and defend that name of yes. FM. Yes. You have to make sure that these people who are attacking us uh, are, are brought to book if necessary. So as a Christian community, there are people who are out there. We call them, they have the spirit of the Antichrist. So we, we stand, that is where apologetics comes in. So we, we uh -huh. defend the faith. We defend, we defend the faith. The faith. But yes. we, have, we use a defender strategy. All right. We call this the Leadership Forum. It's on air every Monday. One of our listeners was saying that listening to the whole area of de the defender, the defender strategy, uh, this listener thinks we are talking about these people who are very conservative. Uh, is that a correct observation? conservative people are the defender champions. Yes, there's a sense in which the defender approach to innovation is uh, conservative. Uh, they innovate within that space of uh, 
is it con- not conservation, conservativeness, if there's such a word. Uh, so they they create a space for themselves and their innovations are within that space. And they defend that space against other people. So they are not conservative that they don't do innovation or don't uh, explore new ways and ideas of doing things. It's just that whatever they are doing, they do it within their space. So mm. that that is the difference. So, yeah. All right. Uh, just before we took the break, uh, we were talking about the church and the need to defend the faith, for example, from fraudsters. Uh, from attackers of the faith in any direction that they would come from, including from the enemy, the real enemy himself. Uh, but you say that that's not a defender strategy. That that that's just a defense of the faith. It's 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 not what we are talking about when we say defender. No, that is a defense of your product. Okay, a defense of the product. And and all all companies. It is a defense of the product, yes. Anybody would want to ensure that their product is not being counterfeited, is not being misrepresented, is not being attacked. Uh, so whichever strategy approach you take in your organization, you want to ensure that uh, your product is uh, succeeding out in the marketplace. And our product is the gospel. So anybody who misrepresents it, anybody who is attacking it, anybody who is counterfeiting it, we will come out to defend. Even the prospector defends their product. Yes. Everybody does defend or should. Let me use your product. <laughs> because that is your that's your livelihood. That's your reason for existence. So if you allow others to to attack it, you allow others to um misrepresent it you are out of business You're out of business so everybody has to defend their space all right all right uh the reactor joske shams uh, felt that that's not a very good person even as a friend live alone as a, as an organization <laughs> a reactor is not even a good friend <laughs> what do you yeah. think <laughs> It is uh, it is not good, but um, as uh, is common, it's it's a very common approach to doing business. We we have many reactors in Kenya, for example. Uh, we we just copy one another. A person ah. gets into a space, begins to do a, a business, or a begin. You know, then the, everybody else gets into that space. So there are very few of us who are thinking fresh ideas, new ways of doing things, new solutions to problems. We all wait for one person to do it, and then we all get into that space. So Kenyans, Africans, unfortunately, I must say we are reactors. We wait for the West to develop ideas, then we jump into them. Uh, we wait for our neighbors to come up with ideas, then we get into it. Oh, it it is it is a very unfortunate approach to doing to doing work, doing business. I wonder what who can be done to a reactor to make them. Do we have a problem? Yes, that, that that's that's the question. Perhaps what's the problem? Then we solve the problem. We if if you're a reactor. How do we yes. make you, for example, a prospector? That's why you have this program. <laughs> You're hoping it, yes. it, it, it changes people. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are hoping that somebody will, will learn that. Uh, uh, analyze yourself. In fact, the question that I would ask is, when you look at your way of doing business, when you look at your way uh, of living your life as a person, mm. as an individual, leading your family, leading your organization, which approach are you taking to innovation, to change? What kind of approach do you take? Um, Are you a person who is very defensive with your ideas and um, 
you do your thing and you do not want anybody to get into that space or even to know what you are doing uh, uh that which is would be a defender strategy you you have no relationship with your neighbors colleagues and so on so you just do your thing you could be doing very well but you do not want to associate with anyone or share with anyone or are you the kind of person who is always trying new things you know that is a prospector trying new things new ideas you you succeed you fail uh but but that's your approach to life as a person uh or are you the analyzer you know you you are very analytical before you take steps to do anything you gather necessary facts and data and information and analyze carefully and then go ahead and take a step or you are a person who just watches your neighbor you know <laughs> whatever they are doing you, that you, you go be. in there yes so even at a personal level you can evaluate yourself and find out and how is it helping you in your space perhaps you could have been much further if you did things differently uh from what you are doing now so this is why we are sharing these thoughts that by chance somebody may gain some idea and uh, they feel yeah i think i'm in the right track let me continue doing what i'm doing or hey i took mm-hmm. i am backing the wrong tree here so let me <laughs> try something else a different approach and, I, and i'm wondering bishop uh someone might say i i think i do all depending on what i'm involved in at a particular time i find that sometimes i'm a defender um sometimes a prospector sometimes i'm an analyzer and times i'm even a reactor someone might be just listening and thinking i can identify at various points of my life and engagement with leadership all for what we call that person now uh it's difficult to be all for you you there there will be an aspect of each of this in whichever approach you are taking but there's a way in which you do business if mm. if you are because this is not about individuals it's about organizations what we are talking about here about leaders and organizations so it is not okay. a person i have brought it on to the person but it is more on the leadership approach and the organizational culture mm. how do you normally do things yeah so it's very unlikely that you can be all there are organizations who have no strategy they have no but they wait when they see uh, the other organization doing this they go ahead and do the same so that is their approach to doing business and they don't invest you know they are the the analyzers the prospectors you will find that some of them many of them invest in innovation they invest in uh helping their members to come up with new ideas and new products and I, I, we gave examples when we were dealing with this uh with these particular approaches uh, uh, of of organizations who are really committed to innovation they invest money in the same they employ individuals who are innovative and who can come up with innovative ideas so it is it is more of an approach it is not really an individual that you can say uh now i'm a defender now, now i'm this and now i'm that no all right uh but i guess it's good to know all of them it's good to just know all of them i wonder uh what goes into the making now i'm at individuals i'm at individuals what goes into the making of a prospector i'm still very interested with that extreme of 
uh, of the prospector, as you described them. What goes into the making of someone who is like that? At an individual level, when we talk about an individual level, uh, there are people who by name, they are not afraid to try new things. They are not afraid to fail. Risk takers by nature are people who are not afraid to fail. So there are those people whose disposition in life is risk taking. They, these are the people who will be early adopters to change and to new ideas. So they will go out there, try it. If I fail, I fail. If I succeed, I succeed. They will invest in very risky um, ventures. But when they succeed, they, they, they succeed well. If they fail, they fail terribly. Um, so in the, it is the, the attitude, not attitude, but the makeup, the disposition of an individual. And every one of us has that in our personalities. So there are personalities, if you talk about individuals, there are personalities that are risk-taking by nature. And not all of us are in there. And so you find if you are not a risk taker by nature, it is very, very it is not very easy for you to take risks. Um, you will not put your stick your head out. All right. Uh, so, Bishop, are we done? Are these the strategies that we want to look at? The defender, the prospector, the analyzer, and now the reactor? Yes. These are the four approaches to innovation uh, that we, that, uh, we, we gave. Uh, Beach and Colony are the ones who uh, came up with this. This is not original, not to myself, I must say. Uh, so there's Beach and Connolly as authors of, of a book that uh, has given these four approaches to innovation and uh, very, very useful indeed. So yes, we we'll right. come to the end of the four of them. All right. So Would perhaps you want... we can take uh, uh, the questions of the listeners. Yes. Okay. You, you don't want to introduce our next topic uh, before we take the questions. You can just do an introduction if you don't mind, or I just go ahead and read for you. Uh, actually, I was not going to introduce the next topic, but what I was going to do Mm -hmm. is uh, McKinsey and Company. McKinsey and Company is uh, a leading strategic management company, consulting company, and they have come up with eight questions to find out how innovative you are. And I was going yeah. to just finish with that. Um, we could go ahead with that. Eight, eight questions, questions, yes, for finding out just how innovative your organization or company are. The, the first one they call Aspire. They are single words, but there's a question there. You ask yourself, Aspire, do you regard innovation-led growth as critical? In other words, are you in your organization, do you regard innovation as critical to growth? And do you have cascaded targets that reflect this. Uh, therefore, the question here is, is this is innovation even something you aspire towards, uh, desire to do? Because if you do not aspire for innovation, it's unlikely that you'll be innovative. So that is the first question. The second question is choose. So the first is aspire, the first, second is choose. Do you invest in a coherent time and risk balance portfolio of initiatives with sufficient resources to win? Please repeat this that. Please repeat that number two. Let me put it in simple language. Yes. Uh, in simple language, is innovation a choice? Oh, is it a choice that we make? Yes. Is it? Do you invest by choice? And this will mean that then you put money in innovation. When you are planning for any program, any project, when you are doing a strategic plan, and you are planning for the year, you are thinking innovation 
and you make a deliberate choice and put money into it in the budget. In other words, innovation is not something that just accidentally happens. We don't it bump into it. Choice. Ah, okay. You don't bump into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is by choice. By plan. So you, you, when, for example, like now we are caught up in a crisis of the of the uh, of the corona. Mm -hmm. There are companies who, by nature, had or by choice, had already thought ahead and had positioned themselves in such a way that by the time this pandemic came, they were found in a very positive place. So, so they just kept moving. It is not at that point that now they were thinking, oh, oh my goodness, now what, what do we do? They, they were already there. It is something that you are consistently and continuously doing by choice. Number three yes. is discover. Do you have different uh, uh, differentiated business market and technology insights that translate into winning value propositions? Say it in English language. In simple in, language, in simple is, language. Mm. are you exploring your market space? This this is the, uh, the the prospector kind of uh, strategy approach, so that you you are looking at your marketing and taking yes, that's what I'm trying to that uh, you look at your market and find other ways of then gives you a winning proposition. So your eyes are not locked into what you are doing now but you are consistently what is calling differentiated. In other words, you you look for its space. So if, if you are in the media industry, you are not stuck with the radio, but you are looking at what other ways can we have impact? And you want to discover what, which are the other ways that people are doing broadcast so that should radio run out of, uh, what can I say? People are no longer listening to radio. Then you are not out of business because your, your first reason for being in radio was not to be in radio. Radio was a platform, radio was a channel for something. Yes. So mm. what other ways? Can you communicate and can you reach your people other than through radio? So you are always discovering new ways of doing things. So that is discover. How do you put your, your product in the marketplace in a different way? The next one is called evolve. Do you create new business models that provide defensible and scalable profit sources. Uh, now, this is purely from a business point of view, profit-making business, but basically the principle here is, are you coming up with different ways, models of doing uh, your work or, or your, your service, providing your service that is evolutionary? is ever-changing, is ever-evolving. Uh, you are always improving. And this is what we were talking about earlier, that uh, you are not settled in who and you who are at rest at in, Zion. in Zion. So you are not at rest in Zion. No. So you, you are always finding other ways of doing things so that you are evolving. And when you find an organization that is like that, the competition is very little. Because when people are still uh, learning what you are doing yesterday, you have already moved to something else, a different way of doing it. So you are always ahead of the competition, evolving. 
evolving. The next one is accelerate. You, yes. The next one is accelerate. Do you beat the competition by developing and launching innovations quickly and effectively? Uh, the speed is the issue here. At what speed do you... You could be an innovative company, innovative organization, even individual, but you are very slow. By the time you are launching your product or idea, people have entered that space. You are actually behind. So you remember we talked about the five Fs, and we said one of the Fs is fast. Yes. You know, you have to be fast. You have to be quick. Uh, this is a season for speed. So whatever you have to do, do it quickly. That's what Jesus told Judas. You know, you you do it quickly. So <laughs> that's not a very good example. <laughs> I, I, I I use it for for our our people. I when we when we recruit new managers, I tell them, you know, you have been brought into this space. You have ideas, perhaps some we don't even have, and we would like to benefit from the wealth of knowledge that you are coming with. And you have 90 days to implement those ideas. So whatever you have to do, do it, do it quickly. quickly. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so accelerate has to do with the speed with which you implement your innovations. We are living in a world that is very fast. And uh, if you are slow in implementing your ideas, you may find that somebody else has already implemented it. You know, you share with somebody an idea, you say, you know, I'm thinking of doing this and the other, uh, we, are, we are working on this and the other. And then while you are still thinking, you find that person has gone ahead and implemented your ideas. I really know. By the time you are now implementing it, you it look like still. you're coping them. Yes, it is still. <laughs> yes, I know. It's <laughs> been taken by, by somebody else. Yes. The next is scale. 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 S-C-A-L-E. Scale. Okay. Do you launch innovations at the right scale in the relevant markets and segments? This has to do with scope, how expansive your, your innovation goes um, and in each of the market segments. So at, at what scale do you launch your innovations and this again has to be deliberate you could if you are a big company or a big organization for example you may launch innovative products or ideas only in one area or one segment uh, not not everywhere not all your departments and so you you scale it within a particular area but you could also come up with a product or service that you launch across uh, your whole your whole um, organization or company. So the way you launch your innovation has to be at the right scale and in relevant markets, because innovations by nature are risky. Uh, it is a risk-taking venture. So sometimes you could over-launch uh, or overreach, and it brings you down. You find that that particular product is not selling, that particular uh, service is not working, but then you had invested so much into it, uh, so you can't get return on your investment. The final two are extend. Do you win by creating and capitalizing on external networks? Innovation has to do with new ideas. And uh, there's a saying in my language that uh, if you don't travel, you think your mother is the best cook uh, because you know nothing else other than your mother's food. If you are going to be innovative, you have to have networks, you have to have people that you talk to, get to learn what people are doing. And so networking, learning from others is key to being innovative. So extend your 
uh, your your networks so that you are learning from you you are learning from others and you you are getting new ideas that could be utilized in your work and the final one is mobilize are you people motivated rather are your people motivated rewarded and organized to innovate repeatedly this now has to do with how well have you motivated your people towards innovation do people in your organization do your your team members know that new ideas are welcome and will be celebrated sometimes even rewarded so as a leader you want to create an environment where people come up with new ideas you celebrate them you reward them if need be and that will ensure that you are consistently in the innovative space so those are the eight questions that makinski mm-hmm. and company have come up with i thought they were very useful i think so i really think they are very very useful two quick questions uh on them one is a clarification and and one is uh, uh i'm actually kind of putting you on the carpet with this first one at a scale of 1 to 8 where would you rate sitam on this scale ah uh, <laughs> which scale this this very scale <laughs> that you have given us <laughs> these questions from these questions if if we use these questions to gauge and to scale ourselves as sitam where will you place us i would currently? say i think we would we would be at 60 to 70% uh in terms of that? innovation in terms of innovation i think 60 to 70% we still have space to go yeah. uh but we do try to explore new ideas we do try to uh do things differently uh we have not get to go to that place where we can say we are say 80 to 90% innovative uh the we are growing in that area but i think we are definitely not among the non innovative uh organizations <laughs> no no, uh, 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 no i refuse also <laughs> we do, we do not we do not wait uh for people to do things and we 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 copy we we try to to explore different ways of doing things um as we said we know the core thing that god has called us to is the gospel to preach the gospel that is our mission so to know god and, and to make him know. known yes now how we do that we have tried to explore innovative ways including now as we talk on facebook yes true true yeah um where where would you if if you were to give um all of us i'm still using sitam as an example just because that's where we both are i'm wondering at what point would you say if we can put more effort in any one of the eight where where would you say let's next now put more effort here where would that be from the points from the points you've given us uh the last one needs work uh in terms of mobilizing our people to be ever so creative we have a very creative team i must say we, in certain sectors of our ministry uh but we need to get everybody to know that they are invited to enter into the innovative space uh. that they thinking of new ways of doing things uh and of doing ministry so that we are on the cutting edge in every aspect of our ministries whether mm-hmm. it is in our schools i'm very happy with what our schools are doing right now it, during this lockdown they have come up with very innovative ideas and they are inviting children of the community to join in a in a unique learning environment uh not just our own children at uh, at our schools whether it is our our media 
getting into new spaces and taking the media space, whether it is church, uh, which is our main, uh, main business, uh, that all our senior pastors, all our pastors are thinking of different ways of doing things that are more impactful. Uh, so that is an area that we, we really need to work on and uh, ensure that each and every one of us is really doing, uh, taking innovation seriously, that we do not settle down. All because right. the, world, the world is encroaching on us. The world is encroaching on us. And uh, if we are not innovative, we will be overrun. So each and every one of us needs to think of how to uh, be innovative. Thank you. Then the Holy discovery. Um, the Holy discovery is another area uh, we we have tried that, but we need to work on uh, mm -hmm. that. Uh, we are consistently looking at our environment and discovering new ways of doing things. Mm. Because mm. Sitam is uh, is somewhere, if we are in a continuum of the four approaches, uh, we, we are a bit towards the defender strategy. Um, so... <laughs> Maybe most churches are. What do you think? Maybe <laughs> most churches are, <laughs> are no. around where no. you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I would say many, not most. Many churches okay. are in the defender strategy because we we tend to do our things in house and guard that very jealously, which is positive, but also could leave you where you you could find yourself playing a game that people had stopped playing. <laughs> so <bad>. we need <laughs> to our environment a little more uh, so that we can. Uh, approach our market space. And when I talk about our market, market spaces, how do we reach the people? Uh, I've been talking with our pastors and, and, and we're just saying, according to the last research that was done, which is several years ago, another one needs to be done, only 15% of Nairobi goes to church on a Sunday morning. When we see our sanctuaries full, pre-COVID, you know, with all these thousands of people, you can easily imagine that everybody's in church. Mm. And therefore, be quite happy with those people uh, and not think of the other 85% who are in malls, who are on the streets, uh, who are in clubs, who are in sleeping at home in the morning. How do we reach these people? How mm. do we reach these we, we innovation. need to, innovation. We have to think of new ways. And, and COVID has opened our eyes to some of these possibilities uh, that there are people who would be quite willing to attend an online service, uh, a broadcast service, uh, but may not come into uh, the sanctuary, uh, four walls of a church. How do we reach these people? So we we now need to explore our space and increase our take uh in in that space in discovery five percent all right uh yeah. i am reading now a few from people who are commenting on the reactor gatrude said that's a very place to be those reactors julia says that's a person who can kill you and take what you have <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gatundu Joe said, Kenyans are reactors, mainly because innovators get no support. Uh, to some extent, uh, the, the, the last part explains what Gatundu Joe had commented on there. And there is a word who is saying, Pastor Amboy and Bishop Uginda, this is something I have really struggled with. Why are we reactors and not innovators? Is it something in our genes? I hope not, because we also tend to have brilliant minds coming up every so often. Uh, is this a genetic problem? It is I, not I a genetic something that 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 uh, I believe it's Museveni who once said that maybe our climate in uh, in <laughs> Africa <laughs> gets us lazy. 
It is not true. It is not true. It is, uh, uh, I have come to believe is that we have created a culture that uh, wants the easy way out. Innovation is expensive, very expensive, depending on which field you are in. And so we want the easy way out. Uh, that's why we see the levels of corruption uh, in our in our country, in our continent, so high, because people want easy money, get rich quick, and they're not willing to explore ways and means of doing things that are innovative. We have very innovative minds. M-Pesa is celebrated across the world, uh, right here from Kenya, and and many others i mean we, we talked about them when we were starting this uh, this particular series on on innovation we talked about the innovative ideas that many kenyans come up with i agree that innovation is not as supported many of our innovators don't have room for support so but the main thing is that we want the easy way out mm. so we want get rich quick uh, the easiest way you can, innovation is too expensive, time-consuming, and I will not stay there. So we end up being reactors. All right, all right. And and we have quite some uh, comments. You know, we, we, we took the risk of, of looking at CTAM and, and placing CTAM on a certain scale. And this came from Anne Odera as we were doing that. She says, I would say CTAM is doing great, but I sometimes wonder if you people have a marketing department. For example, she says, I do not hear any adverts before or after such a nice program as the leadership forum. <laughs> <laughs> and we are running out of time. <laughs> nope, nope. Hope Media has a marketing department. We will take it to them that they need to be they need to pull up their socks. Yes, yes. All right, Bishop. Thank you. Join us next week, same time, for another episode of the, the Leadership, Leadership Forum. Forum.